Welcome to the Saddle School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 4th, we look at Lesson 10, Remember, Do Not Forget. Join us as we look at this term, Remember, and how it's an actual surrender of our lives to live for the Lord. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Right, here we are, Lesson 10, Remember, Do Not Forget, and our memory text comes from Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 7, New King James Version. It says, Remember, do not forget... How you provoked the Lord your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place, you have been re- you have been rebellious against the Lord. Yeah, what a what a great lesson here. To God wants us to uh, I guess the two operative words are remember and forget. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it seems like a. a an oxymoron, but you know, the not forget, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, there's there's something to be said for remembering, um, and this is not just a remember. You know, oh, I I remember all the the you know, I've got my list of dirt on you. This is you know, let's remember those things where God has brought us through these things, as well as our challenges, so that these can be opportunities and moments of growth. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, Michael. And tell us about remembering the rainbow, though. Yeah, well, the lesson this week just dives right in with um, the story of not only uh, the children of Israel, which is kind of the primary focus of this week's lesson, but kind of backs up a little bit all the way to Noah and the whole experience with the flood and how God went ahead and destroyed the earth, you know, kind of this uh, 2.0, this this do-over, right, At the, the right, wickedness right. of the earth. And when all of that is done it's it's completed this this disaster happens um and genesis 9 we have this this beautiful promise to noah and his sons uh genesis 9 verse 9 i now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and then of course it says every living creature verse 11 i establish my covenant never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood and then verse 12 This is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. And then he describes this. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Just this beautiful promise that when we see that rainbow in the sky, this this biblical uh, explanation of of a reminder. Hey, this is what happened. This this terrible disaster took place, but I still love you and I care about humanity. This imagio day, this image of God that He's created in, in every sing, single human being. It's a reminder that that we as His creatures have value both by creation and redemption. And so uh, this is this is the promise. This is what what the lesson's talking about, remembering the rainbow. We remember those moments where God has intervened, where God has saved us, so to speak. Um, but you know, that's that's not everything. Um, the lesson goes on. It says, mm-hmm. concerning the days that are past, uh, what's up with that, Buster? Yeah, so this covers Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 32 to 39. And uh said before, I won't read all of it, but I, mm-hmm. I encourage all of our listeners to. Mm-hmm. But verse 39 pretty much sums it all up. Uh, it says, therefore, know this day and consider in your heart that the Lord, that the Lord himself is God. 
uh, in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There mm-hmm. is no other. So yeah. he is telling them, I want you to remember that God and God alone is God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't try to uh, surpass him by your own merits. Don't try to replace him. Uh, worship him as God. Remember who he is. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it uh, asks this question about verse 40, which is the end of this uh, this idea. You shall therefore keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and that your children after you, and that uh, you may prolong your days in the land, which the Lord your God is giving you for all time. And so just just this ideology of making sure we understand who God is and also recognizing who is the one that sustains us. Mm -hmm. And as our sustainer, we don't worship him simply because we want him to sustain us. We worship him because... He is sustaining us. We're thankful. It's gratitude. Uh, we just finished Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. What a, what a good time to be thankful, right? <laughs> exactly. So, therefore, we need to be gracious for mm. what God has done. And this is what uh, this idea is coming about here concerning the days that are past. So, Michael, tell us about taking heed lest we forget. Yeah, Um here we have just a, a poignant reminder also from Deuteronomy chapter 4, the same chapter that uh, w- which you're just discussing there. And verse 9 is one of the key texts. Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life and make them known to your children and your children's children. And I love this. I had a, a good friend of mine. He was into Adventist history. So this is a good lesson for, for church history this week, right? Right. Um, and he titled his his news, newsletter, Lest You Forget, uh, because he just kind of reminding people how God has led in the past. And, of course, this brings me to um, Ellen White's uh, you know promise where she says that um, we have nothing to fear for the future except as we forget the way his, the Lord has led us and his past teaching in our history. Uh, Life Sketches, pages, uh, page 196. Mm. And so just this reminder how God has led both in biblical history, and here we're talking about the children of Israel, or in our church's past, you know, our Adventist history, or even in our own personal lives that we need to make sure that we don't forget, that we remember. There's this remembering, this process that is so important to our identity, to our Christian lives and to the a biblical worldview, right? And uh, verse 23 reinforces this again one more time. Uh, it says, Be careful not to forget the covenant of the Lord your God that he made with you. Do not make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything the Lord your God has forbidden. And by the way, I'm reading from the NIV for that or those passages. Uh, th- this is a reminder again. So not only we're to not forget, but we're not to forget something that's at its core is relational. And that's something we keep coming back to through this whole lesson, Deuteronomy, is what a relational book this is. It's about God's love. It's about the covenant. The covenant is this idea of relationship between God and humanity and the children of Israel here. And so um, it's not just forgetting anything. It's something very specific. And it's, right. you know, um, with our, our, our wives, Buster, you know, and in and, 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 and marriage, we, we have this... Um, 
you know, it's this thing about um, having a relationship as well, right? You know, we, we take great. those times to spend time communicating, to, to work on those relationships, you know, um, and that's that's integral to uh, any kind of uh, meaningful kind of marriage. Um, and we have our anniversaries. We have those moments that remind us of pivotal moments in, in those relationships. You better remember. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Do not forget. Do not forget. Um, it's for the same reason. That's it's not true. because, oh, man, I... I have to do this again, you know, kind of thing. It's, no, I want to do it because that relationship has value, has meaning, and I, I want to continue investing in that because it, it just makes such a difference. Um, and, and that's what a relationship is. It's, it's um, And God says, what I want you to remember the most is... Um, that relationship. And so um, that's that's what this lesson's talking about is God saying, hey, uh, wake up, remember the covenant, remember the promise, remember that relationship. Uh, and and that's 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 where it's at. Yeah, no, it's true. And I appreciate you uh, making that correlation, Michael, because mm-hmm. it takes uh, effort. It takes intentionality. It yeah. takes it takes us remembering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that very and, much. And now that we're getting close to Christmas, I'm, I'm trying to, to do some remembering. Oh, what yes. are those things that um, my wife had hinted at what that, you know, Christmas liked? gifts? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and and then the, the real trick is is to is is uh, to hide them so that, that those gifts, uh, so they actually remain a surprise, right? <laughs> that's the hard part. <laughs> that's the hard part. Anyways, uh, hopefully hopefully Heidi's not listening to this. Anyways, uh, just just teasing, but uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to hide those presents. All right, eaten and full. We better move on here. <laughs> yes, eaten and full. This is Deuteronomy chapter 8, 7 through 18. And I have here highlighted that I want to read verses 10, 11, and then verse 18. And so uh, this reads as, and you know what, Michael, we're going to do a different version as well. Okay. Let's do the English Standard Version here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so verse 10 says, And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the, uh, for the good land he has given you. And then verse, uh, verse 11, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God uh, by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command you today. Verse 18, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore with your uh, to your fathers as it is this day. And so uh, this is a conditional promise once again, saying eat, you will eat and be full, but remember the good land that God has given you. Yeah. But also remember to go back and, and, and give him credit for it because he's the one that's confirming the covenant that he made with you. Uh, in, in other words, he wants you to be prosperous. Mm-hmm. This is not the prosperity gospel, right? Nope. This is saying this is a promise overall that I've given you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, not everyone in the United States is rich. That's true. But we live in a prosperous land, mm-hmm. right? That where even our uh, poor have amenities and things that, are, that can be afforded to them in order to help them, mm-hmm. uh, although not everyone's rich. And so this idea of God saying, I'm going to bless your land. He's not saying that every one of you is going to be extremely rich and yeah. have a mansion. Yeah. What he was saying is, I will be with your 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 land mm-hmm. so that you will be a prosperous nation. Uh, so that's a, a, something that we have to remember there. And he wants us to eat and be full. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be prosperous and uh, in our personal relationship with him, but also as a whole for our denomination. And uh, don't throw rocks at me, but I believe other denominations as well. God wants the name of Christ to be spread around as much as possible. And mm-hmm. do they have it all right? No. Do we have it all right? No. Uh, 
have I searched and believe that we have it, you know, like the closest to being right? Yes. Do we still have a long way to go? Yes. But God, I believe, truly is with us. Uh, but this is the call for us now to be with him. Mm. And that's the that's the hard part. He's yeah. done his part. He's saying, are you going to do yours as I'll turn this around from nation to denomination? Mm. Uh, have you are you doing your part? Are you doing what I've called you to do? Are you trying to become more like me in my power? Or are you mm. trying to become more like me in my character? Wow. And wow. I, I believe we can't go wrong with character. We can go a lot wrong with power. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so, Michael, with that being said, tell us about remember that you were a slave. Yeah. So, so this kind of builds on what you're talking about. And, you know, Buster, you and I were hanging out down in San Antonio. We even had some of our students down there. Yes, we, we have did. the... Uh, American Academy of Religion and all uh-huh. the different meetings and stuff, which is always one of the highlights of, of my year. And what you're just talking about reminded me of a paper session. I mean, I, that's half the fun is just networking and all the books, but yes. the other half is just hearing the latest research from people diving in deep and all kinds of stuff. And so I always like to catch the church history sessions. Yes, there's one that relates ex- precisely to what we've been talking about here. Okay, and it was on uh, is a paper on Luca Pacioli, uh, who I actually hadn't really paid attention and didn't know who he was. Uh, but I this, don't know who he is. <laughs> he, he's one of the founders of modern mathematics. So oh, okay. uh, Ryan Loga, our math teacher, if you're listening in, just a shout out to you. I want to talk to you about uh, Pacioli one of these days. <laughs> but it's interesting because he developed all these accounting systems, like a double ledger and all, all these different kinds of things, which were meant to, to make the process of mathematics more... Um, transparent and accountable to make, you know, putting systems into place, which are really, really important. Okay. But he is also a uh, priest, a Franciscan friar, and, and, and a devoted Christian. Okay. And the paper argued that this dude was the founder of, could be or should be considered as the founder of the modern prosperity gospel. Wow. Because the reason he's doing all this in counting buster okay. is to ensure a greater return on the investment uh, by the church and others within the church on their money. Oh. And what were they investing in? Indulgences? (laughs) (laughs) Not by then. Slavery. Oh. Slavery. Not, Not bueno. Yeah, yeah. No bueno. No bueno at all. And, and this is what's interesting is because um, it was this developing this idea in his theological writings, if I got this right from, the, from this person that presented, uh, which really probed in my mind, uh, that if God blesses you, then in, in having that greater systems of accountability, but it was made and, and that wealth was, was made on the backs of others. So yeah, they did a better job at making that financial stream more profitable. But if God has blessed you, and God has ordained that certain people have be wealthy and rich because um, this this is horrifying to think about. But this is the sort of mentality that has developed within some circles of Christianity mm-hmm. that, you know, just because things are going well, therefore I'm right with God and God has blessed me. Yeah. And this is a fallacy. And 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 it's OK for you to be doing bad because it means that you're not right with God, but I am. Yeah. If you're if I'm rich and you're poor, it means that I'm good with God and you're not. And, and this is a perpetual trap, I think, within the Christian church that we it have is. to avoid because we get into numbers games really quick. How's how's your church attendance doing? 
the number of baptisms. Ouch. We do it in Adventist education with enrollment, right? Yes, we do. So, you know, and I hope not stepping on any toes, but but we can pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, we're doing so well because of all the numbers. But the numbers aren't necessary. They may be qualitative, but they not, may not be quantitative. They may not be indicators of actual real spiritual of what's happening. growth. Yeah. And and this is what I think um, this lesson's really getting at here. This is why I wanted to uh, mention Pacioli. Um, and 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 so I love going to conferences like this because I learn new things and get yes, challenged yes. to think in new ways. Um, is that we have to remember that uh, we need to be in right relationship with God. That is the foundational thing, and it doesn't mean that everything's going to be hunky dory and everything's going to be just perfect in our lives. Um, God calls us to be faithful, and it's interesting to me at the end of time, God's people are described as not the most popular people. They're described as the remnant, which <laughs> some people have gone the opposite. And it's, well, then there are the weirdos at the end of time. And it's not that they're weird either. No, no. But, Pe- peculiar doesn't mean strange. <laughs> exactly. But but God's calling those end time people to be, um, it says the patience of the saints, to, to be faithful and to, to continue in that right relationship with him. And this kind of leads us to this foundational text at the end, after all this remembering that this lesson's been talking about here, um, Ephesians 2, 8 through 13, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift, gift of, God. of God. Not by works, lest any man boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to Amen. do. And I just love this. It just keeps coming back to our value um, is not by our sales or numbers or anything else. Our value is in being in right relationship with God Amen. and um, calls us to be faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, what I appreciate about you saying what you shared there is remembering that you were once a slave, remembering that once in a time where uh, it doesn't matter, maybe maybe you were born into wealth, right? But yeah. but remembering that once your family wasn't mm-hmm. into wealth, right? Yeah. Uh, remembering the postulation of others, uh, yeah. loving others as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, play, having And this is where I, I believe we're having a little bit of fatigue in the midst of COVID. Yeah. We're having empathy fatigue. It's true. Uh, the ability to yeah. step in someone else's tro- or uh, can't really step in someone else's shoes, but to attempt to to understand where they're coming from and to say because because if I were them, this is how I might think. Mm-hmm. Uh, then to be able to say I have sorrow with them, I have joy with them, I have wow. I have celebration with them, uh, and this is what this is what happens when you remember because you're saying I hated how I was treated or I hated how. That story my grandma told me about when they went through the Great Depression. I don't want to see anyone else go through that. So if I have 40 loaves of bread, I'm not going to keep it all to myself. I'm going to share it with my brother and sister that need it. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up for this week, I want to mention just a, a really fun book uh, by Ed Stetzer that I've been listening to. Oh, yes. Okay. Audio book uh, in the car down to these meetings and back, you know. <laughs> uh, Ed Stetzer is the director of the uh, Billy Graham Center at Wheaton. Yes. And I just really appreciate some of the, the articles and different pieces. He talks about Christians in the age of outrage, mm. how to bring our best when the world is at its worst. Yes. And what he does is he challenges Christians. You know, if you look at the demographics, you see how um, Christians actually seem to do a really good job at working themselves up, especially like online and social media. And, and everything else. Um, and, 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 and part of 
part of that's part of the challenge with um, you know remembering is if if we are in right relationship with God, we don't have to be so reactionary to everything that is around us. It's true. Uh, we can just rest in God's uh, relationship with us. Uh, but yet so much of what we do is reactionary. Um, we see things going on, we're just outraged. Um, and we tend to work each other up rather than actually being that calm, non-anxious presence yeah. that God calls us to be. You know, one, one of the principles I try to teach in biblical conflict resolution is the act of responding rather than uh, reacting. I like that. You know, we respond with our hearts and our minds together mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than just with our, our nerves and our angst. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what we're called to do. That's what Christ did. And, and so I just want to challenge our listeners as you think about your not only just your everyday lives, but your social media lives and whatever else is, is remember how God's led in your life. And rather than act in some kind of reactionary way to be intentional, like you were saying, Buster, that God calls us to, um, to, uh, live, to, yeah. to respond and, and respond in a way that's faithful and that is relational, that puts God first yes. above everything else. Amen. Amen. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week, huh? Yeah, I believe so. So this is Soup. And Swoops. Signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.